going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not, not lose. I'm a bad man. I took up the world. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. MH is the DB of the show, and we are black in sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shove and dribble. Here today, man, we're bringing you back inside the locker room, but a special edition of the locker room that we're rolling out this season. So um, I know you're going to be interested and uh, look forward for more of this. MH, ready to do this? Yes, sir. Let's go. So we bring in my man, Brennan. So you've seen him on a lot of the live shows, okay? So he's definitely bringing that interesting uh, NBA commentary. So, man, we were just talking after the show one, one time, and we are like, yo, man, we need – because, you know, MH and I are, you know, more, you know, leaning towards the football side of things, man. So we want to make sure we get a little accurate, man. We brought in uh, Brendan, who has his own show, man, called The Rubric, man. And uh, inside there, um, you know, he talks the business side. So, you know, that's definitely uh, where I like to lean that. I, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So, uh, but he d- definitely talks the business side of NBA. So contracts, CBA, marketing, advertising, tickets, you name it. He kind of uncovers it on his show. So definitely got to... Um, welcome him and glad to have him on and uh, ultimately man he talks to black side or the pers- black perspective or the view of that stuff so you know with the league being uh, the larger percentage it is is of us so it's good to have someone voicing those opinions and they can give it to you and he ultimately asks or answers the question why why the fuck do they do some of those things man so hey it's great right. to have you on man and thank you man i appreciate it big time appreciate it Glad to be Absolutely, here. man. Well, hey, well, we're going the appropriate time to bring you in and to launch this first kind of episode of, um, you know, the locker room, uh, you know, with the rubric. Let's talk a little bit of playoffs, man. The NBA playoffs is kind of, you know, yeah. heating up. You know, we're already started into the play ins, man. So just kind of give me or us, you know, just your early perspective of what you think about what's kind of going on and navigating um, with the play ins. Man. First off, I'm glad they moved to this model, man. I think it's brought a lot more excitement to the game from a fan perspective, as well as they keeping teams interested later into the season. Uh, however, you're starting to see those that are on the edge, if they want to have the opportunity, one, to dive and go for the draft or try to make a push to get into the playoffs. Uh, and so that's why we're seeing teams like the Lakers, Uh, The Pelicans, teams that have been injury prone are the ones on the cusp, because I think we talked about specifically the Lakers on your last on your last live show and everybody got big on that. And I think what we're seeing is that the youth are taking over, like say what you want about these legends in the game. These guys that man, these guys that can't stay healthy or they can't run like these young dudes. You saw the Lakers struggle with a team without Rudy Gobert. And you man, cringe every time. Man. What was the dude that broke his hand, too? <laughs> it's like, I mean, so, I mean, you, cut, you you hit on a lot of things in that kind of your overview, man. There's a lot of things. I mean, even yeah. if you talk storylines, and, you know, Mavericks are catching some heat, right? I think they're even under investigation, right, for sitting uh, Luka because they were Absolutely. on that kind of bubble for the play-in. Right. They're trying to find somebody to, to pair with Luca. Then you got you got Portland doing very similar. They decided to shut Dane down. I mean, those guys are, that are old, long in the tooth, man, they 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 just gonna struggle to burn with them. Man, they they gonna struggle to get that burn long term, man. 
They are. And you talk long in the tooth, man. But I mean, there's some people that aren't, aren't long in the tooth that still have issues, right? So, like, let's talk Zion, right? Like, Zion. your, your Zion. boy just came on and just was like, "Yo, I'm not playing until Zion feel like Zion," which. He's giving me the little feels of a uh, Ricky Henderson man talking in the third person, but <laughs> Greg Golden, he, he feeling like Greg Golden a little bit. Like, bro, oh, God. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying his play. I'm not saying his play, <laughs> but that how many games has he played yet? What a half a season over the course of three years? Three years, bro, bro. He still got it. I think he's in much better shape than Odin. But when you look at purely the number of games that he's available to play. You're looking like, man, I, I think he's going to come back, but I don't believe it's going to be this year. Agree on, on Zion. I, I'm a little concerned because as a late 30s individual, if I pull my hamstring, I'm probably going to be out for a couple months. But somebody that's 22, 23, mm-hmm. I, I think you should be able to pop back. So I'm a little worried about his healing methods and what his why his body doesn't heal. Yep. Um, not necessarily that he's getting injured. So, man, is it? Yeah, is it his really his body healing, or is it them dunking little Debbies and making uh Mountain Dew commercials? That he wear a lot of heavy clothes on the sideline. I think if he dressed a little lighter, he'll feel a little lighter. You got to get rid of those, the leather, uh, the stone cold uh vests and uh, the uh, biggie. You know, the he could go with the mesh wear a little bit. Like yeah, he got to go with uh, <laughs> athleisure. Is that what they call it? Athleisure. <laughs> That need to be his sideline gear. Oh man, yeah, but I think it's more mental, right? He clearly sounds like somebody who's not confident and being able to go out there and go play, even with the trainer says, "Man, you can do it, you got it." He's like, "Yeah, I don't know." Yeah, they, they, they probably mess my guy man. up, man. They they try to teach him how to run again and all that kind of weird stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wish he would get back to Duke Zion, but hopefully soon. We already you the you the right person to talk about this about especially the business and I'm getting us off track but EJ knows my whole feelings about how the NBA messed this up anyway. Zion was destined destined to go to the New York Knicks oh, as no one pick and if it would have been all cool as we look at it right now, one of your biggest stars would have been playing for one of your biggest market. Everybody's excited. Instead, he's wearing V necks um, with the Pelicans on the sideline. So you already messed that up and. We'll go from there. Yeah. You say same thing about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell and he was oh, we good. To we get on that piece. We got Jalen Brunson. We, <laughs> we we get on that piece. And we're going to find out here really quick as we continue this series uh, when the Knicks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round of the playoffs. But we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, so we're on the topics, right? So let's, I mean, should we clap it up? Should we have a moment of silence? You know, a little clap, hands clap that your Knicks are in the playoffs because like, we did episode almost two seasons ago. <laughs> the title of that episode were the Knicks are back, <laughs> as we you are. proclaimed. Uh, it took a while. <laughs> nah, two out of three seasons we've been in the playoffs. Like we, we've been a solid and not just in the playoffs, not playing in the play on the playing game. Like in the playoffs, fourth and fifth seed. Uh so that's solidly in the Coming playoffs. Out of the east. We'll we'll we will get out of the first round. Mark it. We can book it here. Oh, uh, hey, you wanna give us a Charles Barkley? Guarantee, is that what he say? <laughs> Guarantee, yeah. Book it. Knicks will beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they'll begin to moving on to the second round of the playoffs. They cannot beat that African guy in Milwaukee, so that would be the end of our playoff run. Um, but we coming. In Dion's <laughs> words, we coming. 
you think you're good now when you get to Milwaukee? No, 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 no. We can't beat that that African. We could beat the other African in uh, Philly, but that African dude uh, in Milwaukee, we're not touching him. So once they beat, they're the fifth seed. Milwaukee's number one seed, I believe. So once once we beat the Cavaliers in six. Oh, oh so you think they're beating the Cavs? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can guarantee that. You can put, oh. He put the Charles Barkley on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Your Cavs. Bro. So, so, so B we can is put a little, uh, uh -oh, not, not live on the airways, but we can put a little friendly <laughs> joint on there. All right, we'll do that. We're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to do that for sure. We're gonna have to do that for sure. Cavs, Cavs going away with that. Yeah, yeah, push ups only, push ups only. But yeah, yeah, we can, we can, we can talk. A gentleman's bet, gentleman's yeah. bet. All right, so we had to jump on that because you know we can't get through a lot of episodes anytime we talk basketball without talking about the Knicks. Uh, thanks, MH. Um, but let's go back to a little bit of the plans, right? So everybody kind of like, you know, MH thinks the Knicks are going to just overwhelmingly beat the Cavs. You know, everybody thought the Lakers were just going to handle, you know, a shorthanded team, right? Like, so um, be that something you kind of mentioned in your opening, just kind of giving us an overview of the playoffs, like as we're starting. That didn't happen. That game had to go into overtime. And that doesn't bid well for them, you know, as far as, you know, a lot of people thinking because the momentum and they had the best record since the all-star break and, you know, LeBron and, you know, Mr. Glass starting to play well. Um, and, you know, a kudos to the young people. Like they, they got people coming off the bench. Shout out to, um, oh, wow. Am I just uh, blanking his name? Uh, Troy Brown Jr. from Las Vegas, you know, um, what would what, what do you give me? What you got? What you got? Oh, you can't forget about my Japanese brother, Hashimura. Hashimura. Hashitashi. Like they used to do the Omar. Japanese brother. <laughs> so no. So they got a good squad, man. They they're putting some stuff together. Even uh the white boy coming off the off the bench, you know, they was trying to make him into a star. Um, how are they gonna fare, man, in, in this in this first round matchup? They're not. They're not gonna fare any like we had this debate. They are not getting past any one of the top five teams in the in the Western Conference. So and as Ja put it when he uh, was uh, interviewed by Taylor Rooks, uh, who are you worried about in the, in the West? My man said, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> like, definitely not. The Lakers, every time AD hit the ground, he hit the ground about every third play. He had his elbow hurt, his shoulder hurt. Like, they can't keep up with these young boys that can run up and down the court. They're not going to be able to do that with job. Now, are they bigger? Absolutely. But they struggled. They had to go to overtime. Like, you're not going to beat anybody like that. You're, you're, you're not. There's no way they get past the first, the first round. Well, ultimately, I, I agree with you. But let's, 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 let's not kill them too bad right now, right? You know, Minnesota, one would argue, plays better without Rudy. Uh, Gobert in there. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was a number one overall draft choice, and Anthony Edwards was a number all number one overall draft choice, and Mike Conley was a top five draft draft pick. So it's not like they were, you know, just devoid of just ta talent. They weren't playing a, a G League team. This is a team that uh, you know, has had multiple All Stars on them, and you know, had Anthony Edwards. We, Anthony Edwards, we'll talk, brother, in the offseason. We got to get your game. We got to get your handle right. Um, yeah. But had he had a good game, uh, you know, they, they would have lost and they would have been the seventh, seventh, seventh seed uh, in this playoff. So ultimately, Brendan, I, I, I totally uh, agree with you with the Lakers and LeBron being in his wizard years that they, they, they can't win four out of seven. 
but it is it is exciting for the NBA brand to have the Lakers in the playoffs. I would say that, absolutely. and LeBron James in the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. And then I mean, for the Knicks too, I would agree. From that perspective, they get eyeballs, man. They get eyeballs. Celtics, Knicks, Lakers. Yeah, they get. Oh, they definitely need that. And then you know it's uh, the old guy versus the new guy because they they doing everything they can to make John Morant the uh, a face of the league. So. Talk about or what's your thoughts about kind of like the financial aspects of having to play it, man. Like how have, you know, and you may be deeper into this, but like ratings, um, you know, numbers, you know, gates at, you know, venues, just having that kind of extra game and a playing uh, for the NBA format. Uh, well, what they've seen is some of their highest rated games, not for the playing, for like the last three to five games of the season have been like the highest because – teams are still engaged they're still playing their stars now the bottom three in each league in each conference i get it they'll start shutting them down but those especially in the west i believe seven through 11 seven through 12 were separated by three and a half games they had an interest to play and what they saw was more fan engagement they saw ticket sales being uh, going through the roof, they're still packed those stadiums out the last three games of the season. Uh, and they'll continue to see that. And that's, I think that's the big, 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 big plus. Uh, it then makes it very exciting for, uh, it makes it exciting for these next, this first week. Because normally it's just stop playing, we're done, it's over, whatever, let's get it going. Uh, so you're going to actually see the NBA do a lot more branding and marketing around playing activities uh, leading into leading into uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, it's going to be quite a bit. Uh, I expect to see some of those bottom teams vying for more talent. And when they do that, that's also building up the draft. So they're also trying to say, hey, how can we start to think about which players are going to land on which teams? It gives them more publicity, more more shine that folks are paying attention to because you're seeing who they can push over the needle. And I'm not talking about eight seed eventually being a one. I'm saying mm -hmm. nine, 10 seed, how can we get them to be a six seed and be more competitive? Uh, because as owners, as, as these teams go, they're just, some of them aren't always trying to win championships. And that's a big thing I think people miss. They think all these teams are trying to do everything they can to win a chip and they're not. Um, they want to be competitive enough, sell tickets, fill out those stands, get eyeballs watching those games, get people buying apparel, merchandise, et cetera. Bro, that's what the plan is bringing. You know, immediately I saw this, and to your point, shift uh, kind of during the pandemic. And obviously I think that's when we first got introduced to the play-in kind of style to mm – -hmm you know, finish out the regular season, however they were trying to do that, and then obviously get their playoff teams. But as growing up, I'm a, I'm a like, 90s basketball fan. Is the reason why I like the Knicks and um, reason why I still will say Jordan is, um, you know, the, the GOAT. We kind of grew up in that era. And one of the things that always excited me about the playoffs was, like, the floor decals. NBA playoffs, uh, they were painted on the floor, and the finals logo was always, always painted on the floor. And what I've seen is that has shifted a little bit. And, you know, now the viewer, 
Um, a lot of us watch the games on TV. Um, and then you have different sponsorships <laughs> that are located on different parts of the court. And I really started seeing that, you know, kind of during the pandemic. So to your point, I think they're making a lot of money um, during this time. Uh, it gives an element of uh, the NCAA one game and go home. They always love game sevens. We used to argue that back in the day because it's kind of a win or go home ser- uh, kind of scenario. Um, and you get a little bit more of that uh, with team with that. You get that March Madness kind of feel to the beginning of the, your playoff run with the play in game. So I think they've, they've struck on to something that is good. And, to, and like you were saying, they keep more teams uh, involved in the game are involved, you know, competitive for a longer yep. period of time in the regular season. Where I do worry is that they got to do something about this regular season because a lot of teams like the Los Angeles Lakers, you would argue, probably shouldn't be in the playoff playing game, but because guys like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, other stars around the league are sitting a lot of regular season games, it almost makes the regular season um, – not as important as it should be, right? It, it becomes an eyesore of games in the middle of February um, versus now where everybody's in tune and they're actually really competing. That game last night, Lakers and Timberwolves, was a highly competitive game. Like, right. it was like, yeah, this is why I like the NBA. And they got to get some of that back to the regular season, which I, I don't know the solution for that right now. Right. I, 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 and I'm going to go with Damian Lillard. He did a... He was on a podcast with um, uh, uh, the old man in the three. That's uh, JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick. Yep. And he spoke exactly about this topic is that his point of view is that a lot of these guys are playing too long. He doesn't believe he'll play that long. Mm. He said, look, my prime years are maybe eight to 10, maybe 12 max, like playing 20, 25 years. Like some of these guys are trying to do like LeBron is trying to do. Great, it helps them financially, so I can't knock that. Like, to be able to spend another eight years making $20 million, that's life-changing for your third and fourth generation. I get it. Uh, But from a fan perspective or from the love of the game, bro, you can't play 82 games in a season and play that long. Uh, And Damian Lillard says, look, I'm going to play every game I can, and when it's time for me to tap out, that just means I refuse to sit. So there's two sides of it. And I tend to lean on the side of I want these bros to get their money. And that's what I focus on. It's like, yo, bro, there's one, this is one of the few industries where black men and women in WNBA, NBA, where we can shine and we're the product. And there's our opportunity to make money and generate wealth. No, because definitely that's the thing, right? The NBA is a focus on their stars league. Stars, bro. So, let these men, you know, let these men eat. Now I yeah. get it. The old school cats say like, nah, man, don't sit games. But I get it, like, but it's not going to change the game, bro. It won't. The person. No, it's a definitely game. tough, tough spot, man. It's a really tough spot because how do you fix that, right? You know, media deals, which we go back to, control a lot of the decisions of what they need to do, right? Yeah. And then with those media deals, there are the venue games, right? But then you have, you say you're for the fan, you know, and then you go, you got somebody traveling from Sheboygan to come see, you know, whoever play. And that player is on, you know, restricted minutes or, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the bad word called? Oh, uh, low management, low management, low management. Yes. You know, yes. that, that affects your product, man, where people are like, yo, I'm not about to pay all this money 
and I get to the game and such and such is not there. So that's a really big issue that, you know, they've been talking about candidly and something that they're going to have to find. And um, so that was a part of what, what they were negotiating in the CBA. Uh, so that's part of a big deal. That was a sticking point. They want to implement some type of mechanism for curbing against load management. They ended up getting to a point where they want to start implementing some penalties. But at the end of the day, I don't think they can. I don't think they will. Because as long as you have your biggest stars, at some point in time, John Morant, he's going to be 15, 18 years in the league, and he's still going to be a star. He's going to sit. And what, the reason I think it's going to be different is because the TV deals are changing. This next CBA is going to include, be more heavy on streaming and content providers like Google and Amazon, who flex a lot better. You can't flex on NBC, ABC, CBS, linear TV. I get it. Right. Yeah. Jeff Bezos and, and, and uh, Google, they're going to be like, ah, all right, we'll just flex somebody else in and out. We'll figure out something. But your stars are going to sit. As long as they're stars, they're going to sit. So Jeff Bezos is a, a name that he's itching to get himself in the league, man. He, he shot for the Suns and didn't quite make that. Um, so he's going to be in, in somebody's league somewhere pretty soon. He's he going to keep fighting. And so uh, he just ended his – he just got out of his bid for the commanders. Oh, he did get out of it? Yeah, yes. And that's a big deal because the NFL has their, their rule, which says that NFL owners cannot own another team. Uh -huh. So they won't own an NBA team. That's why when you see like some teams, they'll be husband and wife. It's technically in one person's name versus the other, like the Benson okay. family or and the like. Uh, so Jeff Bezos, him getting out of that, I, I think also opens up the door for a next big owner to come into the NBA. That's and they're scared of him. And they're scared of him. Oh, yeah, because he's got yeah, the money, the power. <laughs> yep. Too much yep. money. Hey man, you can't awesome. be richer than anybody, everybody in the club, bro. God dang. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you try to blackball. That's why they didn't want Bomber to come in. Right. Because he has so much loot. He's like, bro, I'm I'm dropping dough. <laughs> Here's where I, I always say it, and like I said, we we can I always I like to take us off topic. EJ knows that. But here's where I think here's a problem here. And I'll put it this way. So the NBA, I know it was up for the CBA, this upcoming CBA. They, they didn't, I thought it was interesting. I'll put it this way. I thought it was interesting that they did not uh, move the age limit back to where high school guys can come in the NBA for a, for a lot of different reasons. One, I don't think NBA scouts want to be in, you know, varsity gym scouting high school players. They don't really know the, the competition. Um, and then if you draft those guys, you're pushing – to your point, the 17 to 18 year old vets off the rosters, right? Um, and then you're filling those guys with younger, cheaper uh, labor, for lack of a better term. Um, but, but here is what I think is the biggest issue with the NBA is I think you could have stars sit. If I'm being honest, you can have them sit. But what we don't see anymore is those storylines and the development of those players in the college game. When I say develop, I'm not saying they need to stay there three to four years. I'm just saying we need to know who the hell they are, right? We, yep. we see them in March Madness. We like this player. Oh, now he's got drafted by the Houston or Houston Rockets. 
great. I'm going to watch the Houston Rockets on a random Tuesday in February because my guy from Duke was there. But now when these guys are going to uh, the G League or OT Elite or somewhere in Australia, you don't know who the hell they are when they get to the NBA. We know two people. We know about three people coming to the NBA draft this next year. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. man Wimby, Wim, Wim, whatever uh, his name is, Scoop. Wimbyama and Scoop. and Brandon Miller, and we know Brandon Miller because his teammate doing some bad things off the court, right? He just happened to be involved with it. So we know three players in the NBA draft for just for like the novice, right? I'm sure there's other players in the draft. No disrespect, but both for just the casual, we know about three players. I think that's going to be a problem because two out of three are probably going to be a bust. And yep. you're not gonna you you won't know who they are random Tuesday with Orlando Magic. You won't know or one of them will get hurt like Chet Holmgren, right? Like he was supposed exactly. to come out and do exactly. And so, you know, as your American stars, we have talked about this fade away. LeBron and John Morant has his Ghostbuster gun uh, <laughs> as they kind of fade away, and Zion Williamson is still wearing Tim's on the bench. You know, you're American-born stars. Who are they at this point? I, I don't know who they are, and the NBA doesn't know who they are. That's right. Maybe so, Ben Simmons again, will come back and make a make a, an, a turn for it. No? Okay. I don't know. I mean, at this point, they say, look, MJ, sell your team, and then can you play? Can you still give us, like, 12 games? <laughs> can, you, can you come back? We'll load manage you to death, but come back and play for the Bulls or something, bro. We need We need something. That's yeah. going to be a big one. So, all right, man. So kind of bringing it home, man. What is a matchup, you know, and you can repeat or go in more depth because you two te- have two favorite teams in there. But what is maybe a matchup that you're looking forward to seeing or a storyline that you're following as we get, you know, deeper into this playoff? Uh, MH, we'll start with you, MH. Okay, yeah, um, I'm a I'm a Denver kid from one of the many places I'm from. So I'm hoping this is the year that the Nuggets crack the Western Conference Finals and eventually the NBA Finals. Um, so I'm I'm really interested in them. Uh, that four or five matchups between the Suns and the Clippers that's going to be a great one. Um, all the top stars really in that game. So on the on the West side, that's what I'm really interested in. We've talked about the Knicks. Uh, I'm obviously excited about that. Um, but as again, as we go back to uh, American born stars, is Jason Tatum is this his year to kind of um get back to the finals again? He's he's been a guy that's competed in the Eastern Conference finals and not in the for I feel like all his career. Can they get over the top and win a championship? And he's the next you know crowning jewel uh, of star in the NBA. Those are kind of the storylines I'm looking for. But if I'm looking at one series in particular, I think that Suns Clippers series first round is going to be really interesting. Yeah. For me, it's going to be in the East. Uh, it's going to be that Knicks and Cleveland Cavs. Uh, I think we're at a point Donovan Mitchell needs to turn the corner. It's time for him to like really step up to the next level. He made his move. They got a really good squad, like really good squad. Uh, so I want to see him do well. And then the other one is Golden State and Sacramento. I think that's the one that Mike I wanted to hear someone say something. Mike about. Brown is. Coach Man, of the year doing his thing. He's Coach doing your candidate. Absolutely, by far, winner. By far. Hopefully, by far. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he got them boys balling. And Golden State, watch out. But the third thing that I would say, people are talking about who I think is the threat overall. I, if KD is healthy, 
and he's playing, I'm not sure who can beat Phoenix if they're healthy. I know they don't have any depth. I get it. They like, we're first one to a 175. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> and then the other one is Golden State. I will never, they're a totally different team in the playoffs. And they know how to win. They know how to win close games. Like they are veterans and they've been doing it a long time. Don't don't knock that because them boys can shoot. Did Wiggins make it back to the team? I know he had uh, some 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 stuff going on at home. Like I know. Don't no, we're gonna leave. Okay. Let's not do it. <laughs> I, I hear he's boy. He's, I hear he's, he's back. back. To answer your question. He is back. He's back, right? So hopefully he can get some. Get he's, here, man. He's he, was, not. he was pivotal. He was pivotal in their last championship, man. Yeah. You know, I was happy to see him. second round. Second round. He'll be playing sooner, but second round, I think, is when you'll see him back into the fold. Back into and the way their offense runs, they can slot guys in like it ain't nothing. It makes us go. I, I'll throw you in there. You can ball. I'll get you a quick 10. <laughs> I don't think they can have two Draymond Greens out there, two starters. So. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. hey, man, any final words, man, before we get out of here, man? I definitely love this addition to the show, man. You know, it's going to uh, definitely get us better in bringing the basketball side of things out, and especially this is the time. So we're probably going to have you on. Uh, a little more uh, as we kind of go all through these playoffs, man, but enjoy having you. But any final words, uh, anything you want to just kind of maybe even do a better job of t- telling the people about your show? Cause I probably butchered a lot of it, but uh, any final words for you, B? Oh man. Yeah. Actually. Thank you for having me on. I love what y'all doing. Not just the sports side. This is all about the impact on the black community. And that's what the rubric stands for too. So everything that y'all talking about matters, players, front offices, coaches, community, all of that. And that's what I cover. Have my radio show on 22.3 Takeover Vegas Radio. Uh, That's where I'm at. You can also find me on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at the underscore rubric, R-U-B-R-I-C-K. So I appreciate it, my man. I love what y'all doing. I'm looking forward to talking more basketball. There it is. M.H., you got anything for the people? No, man. Jalen Brunson, MVP. Knicks uh, in six. Let's get it going. It's six. He guarantees. Well, hey, man. DJ, you ran this show one minute too long. You ran this show one minute too long. 30 couple seconds, right? But, hey, we want to thank you all for listening, man. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, like I said, a little bit of a, fl- uh, a switch up on the locker room, man, so get used to it. Um, you know, if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about, man, send that into the social or online or comment on this on the post. Uh, new shows pop up every Thursday, so please, please follow, follow, and subscribe to our YouTube channel because visual uh, representation matters. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, please stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got us sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spare about two racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back. <laughs>